You're listening to The Business of Teaching Yoga, a podcast by me, Cora Giroux. Tune in each week to learn how you can turn your teaching career into a joyful and sustainable business. The world needs what you have, and it's my mission to help you reach more people, increase your income, and share yoga in a way that is authentically you. So make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss all my best tips, tricks, tools, and resources to help you get started building your dream business today. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Business of Teaching Yoga podcast. In today's episode, we are going to talk all about email lists, (laughs) why you need one, why it's so important, and right at the end, I will have um, some support for you to start building your email list if you haven't done so already. But before we get into that, I want to announce our very first winner of our It's a Practice Tote. This week's winner is Jade Raquel, and Jade left a comment on our YouTube channel. And also, podcast listeners, if you want to go in the running to win your It's a Practice Tote, then just leave us a review in iTunes. Okay, so Jade said, woo, love this. I am so excited for your new channel. Absolutely love listening to what you have to say. Always take away so many gems. I hope to explore running retreats this year as a new income stream, but also love the idea of being an affiliate. We'll definitely look into that one too. Thanks, Cora. X. Um, Jade commented on our video, The Ultimate Guide to Making Money as a Yoga Teacher. If you haven't watched that yet or listened to the podcast episode, you might want to do so. Um, But thank you so much, Jade, for your comment. And to claim your tote, the only thing you need to do is send us an email at support at coragiru.com with your mailing address. And we will have an It's a Practice tote in the way to you on the way to you in the mail. All right, so let's get into today's topic. And that is proof why every yoga teacher needs an email list. So the first thing that I want to share is actually not my words, but one of our students, Nat, wrote this to me after doing a free email challenge with me. Nat says, I have 69 subscribers and have been able to offer online yoga to a growing group of students and have since received $2,962 in payments. Not bad considering I just jumped in without a business plan or any real direction. So did you see that? (laughs) Nat made nearly $3,000 with a list of under 100 people. Um, And she shared that there's a, I'll just tell you now, it's a free five-day challenge called the Zero to 50 Challenge. I'll make sure there's a link down below. It's how you can set up your email list with no website, no tech, no stress required. So Nat wrote that to me after she finished that Zero to 50 Challenge. But the cool thing is that Nat's results aren't a fluke. So for every $1 that you spend on email marketing, you end up generating on average $37 in revenue. 
So for every $1 you spend, you make $37 when it comes to email marketing. And that is one heck of an ROI. That is not replicated anywhere else in digital marketing. So you just do not get that kind of return when it comes to other channels like social media. So the very first reason or proof that I hope will convince you um, to start an email list if you haven't already is simply the results, right? The proof is in the pudding. You can generate a lot of income through investing in your email list and I do want to say this here. I started my email list in 2013, but I didn't give it nearly as much attention or love as I have done to my social media accounts. So this is kind of like one of those things when your parent is like, do what I say, not what I do. (laughs) I have to call myself out on it that, you know, I... It's one of the only business regrets that I've ha- I have, even after like you know owning studios and having a whole bunch of crazy shit go down with leaving the studios and all of that sort of stuff. I don't regret any of that. I learned a lot. It was you know challenging at the time, but it is what it is. But not investing in my email list, I do regret because it was something that I knew I should be doing. I just couldn't. Um, find the drive or the motivation to do it because email was not fun to me. Social media was fun and I didn't find email fun. So I put it off and I didn't invest in it. And, and this whole episode is sort of spurred out of my deep desire for you to learn from my mistakes and to not do what I did. <laughs> um, all right. So the next reason why I think it is essential for every yoga teacher to invest in their email list is the difference between email deliverability rates and social media reach. So when you send an email, people actually see it. So when you send out like a little love note to your subscribers, between 80 to 99% of the people on your list actually receive your email. So like it lands in their inbox. On social media, that is a different story. Um, I wasn't able to find any reputable stats on what percent of one's followers actually see your posts on Instagram, for example. Um, There are lots of rumors around there, but I think the best way to do this is just to check it out yourself. So if you are doing nothing, listening to this podcast, sit your butt down, grab your phone, pull up your Instagram or whatever social media platform you use, click on a post and then click view insights. Look at the accounts reached part. So you've got, you're in a post, you click on view insights. I'm actually going to do it with you all so I make sure I don't miss a step. And then when you see accounts reached, bam, 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 I'm just getting my Instagram. Sorry, one second. Let me do this. Okay. When you click on insights, you see reach and then you see a number that is accounts reached. You'll also see your followers and your non-followers. That's just an interesting thing to note but for this exercise we are just going to take that number so the total number of followers who have seen your post and divide that by the number of followers you have and multiply it by 100 so for example if you have a hundred followers and a hundred people see your post you will get a number that 100 percent of your community sees your stuff For me, that number hovers between 7 and 30% 
of my community see my posts. I had a reel the other day that did pretty well. Uh, It was about 48% of my people saw it. But do that number for yourself. Look at a couple of posts and take the average. So for me, it's between 7 and 30% of the people who put their hand up and said, hey, I want to hear from Cora. I want to follow her. I want to see her stuff. Only 7 to 30% of those people actually see my posts. Check it out for you. See what your stats are. However, with email marketing, between 80 to 99% of people see my emails. So the last email that I just sent out, I just checked this out. And it landed in 99% of people's inboxes, <laughs> right? And then they choose if they want to open it or not. It's their choice, right? But with social media, um, my peeps, my community, they're not choosing. The algorithm is choosing whether or not they see my stuff. So which one feels like a better investment to you? <laughs> the community that you have being able to see your stuff or the community you have less of the community you have being able to see your stuff on social media. So just have a think about that. Okay, the next bit of proof that every yoga teacher in the world needs an email list, <laughs> maybe that is an overstatement, but any of you listening to this, um, is that you actually own your email list, right? So you own it, which means it can't be taken from you. Before we go down this, you know, rabbit hole any further, I just want to say I'm actually really grateful for social media platforms. Like I just released an episode not that long ago about the 10 commandments of social media for yoga teachers. And for the most part, I really appreciate social media being a thing. We live in a day and age where anyone can open a social media account and start sharing their talents and their gifts and their business with the world. And that was just something that was not possible 20 years ago. So I'm here for that. I am grateful for that. However, nothing is black and white. We know this, right? As a business owner, it is very, very important to remember that air quotes, your community on social media (laughs) is not... our, it's not my community at all. It's not your community at all. It's actually a rented opportunity to communicate with folks who love you and your work. The rules of that opportunity can change at any time and you can be stripped of that opportunity at any time at the sole discretion of the company And most of the time, there's no recourse on your part. I know several yoga teachers who have had their Instagram accounts disabled. And one of them got it back. The other few did not. And they weren't posting anything terribly controversial. So it wasn't like they were posting anything weird, right? And I've had my own Instagram and Facebook ads account shut down at least four times in the last 18 months. Not fun. (laughs) And once the reason that Instagram shut my account down was that I was trying to promote uh, Bernie Clark's episode. If you remember, if, you, if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time and you remember a w- long while ago, I interviewed Bernie Clark. He's one of my teachers. Um, I would highly recommend if you feel like doing some digging that you go onto my Instagram profile and you scroll back to where you see the episode with Bernie Clark. It's just his head and shoulders, like it's a headshot. 
and look at that post. It was a while ago, so you got to do some scrolling. Um, that post, I tried to promote it and it got my account shut down because Instagram deemed that post, have a look at it, tell me what you think. Instagram said it was, I was promoting sexual content. I want to know what you think. <laughs> um, so doesn't make any sense, but your email list, and that really affected me, right? I was about to do a launch and that stuffed me up because I had planned to use some ads. But anyway, so, but your email list, that is a different story because you actually own your database. You own it. If you're unhappy with the service you're getting, like I was unhappy with Instagram shutting down my account with my email list, I could just download my list and switch to another provider or I could download my list and store it in a spreadsheet until I figured out what I wanted to do. On the other hand, we can't do that on social media, right? So, you know, getting your account shut down is one thing. Getting your ads account shut down is one thing. But let's just say that your favorite social media network makes some changes and no longer shows the kind of content you like to create to your followers. Maybe instead they start prioritizing highly entertaining short form video. <clears throat> Which platform is doing that? What choices do you have? Well, choice number one, if you want to keep reaching new people and supporting your community, you could adapt and you could do what the social media company wants and you could start creating reels, <laughs> right? So choice number one is be like, all right, things change. I'm going to adapt. I'm going to still use my platform to reach new people and I'm going to do it with reels because that's what they want me to do. Boom, done, doing it. Choice number two, you could keep doing what you've always done on the platform. You could post the regular pictures and just you know, do that. But you might get frustrated because your account doesn't grow and no one sees your stuff. Hmm. Doesn't feel very like a good choice, does it? Choice number three, you could decide that you don't want to play the social media game at all. You're mad at them and you leave the platform. But in doing so, you lose your entire community. You can't download a list of your followers and take them with you. So if you make that choice, poof, years of hard work down the drain. So what are you going to do, right? <laughs> Just know that your email list isn't like that. So it's the database that you own. No one can kick you off. The, if the rules change and you don't like them, you just download your list and go somewhere else, right? Cool. Today's episode is brought to you by Lost to Launch, my 50-hour yoga teacher training that will teach you everything you need to know to start your very own business. If you're ready to take the reins in your teaching career and tap into professional autonomy and an uncapped earning potential, then Lost to Launch might be the right program for you. When you join, you receive 16 weeks of Business 101 education, live group coaching, and personal one-on-one -on -one mentoring with me every single week. As well, you get lifetime access to the curriculum and our worldwide community. We start twice every year. You can join in August or March. Our course is delivered entirely online, so as long as you have an internet connection, you can start building the business of your dreams today. To learn more or apply, go to www.coragerud.com slash lost to launch. 
Oh, and we're fully accredited with Yoga Alliance. So if you care about that kind of thing, you can log your continuing education hours for the course. Once again, if you want to learn more or apply, head to www.coragerou.com slash lost to launch. All right. The next reason that having an email list is so important for yoga teachers is that your email list is a real, and highlight the word real, like not an Instagram real, but real as in not fake. It's a real asset, like take it to the bank, kind of real. So let me give you an example. Australian entrepreneur, Leonie Dawson, if you don't know who she is, look her up, recently shared that when she was applying for a mortgage, one of the factors that the bank considered in approving her application was the size of her email list, right? I don't care if you have like 1.2 million followers on Instagram, you can't take that following to the bank. Why? Because banks are typically run by really smart people and they know that one's social media following doesn't actually belong to them and therefore isn't a real asset, right? If the social media company can just take away your account or you know do whatever they want with it, you don't own that, right? So therefore, it's not actually an asset. Well, having like a huge following on social media might make you feel good and you might even make like, heck, I make sales through Instagram. You know, I know people bitch about that all the time that they're like, nobody buys my stuff through Instagram. People do buy my stuff through Instagram. I make sales there. So it's a great tool for me for my business, but it's not an asset, right? It's not something I can take to the bank. So it's kind of just like, you know, I've got a lease on Instagram right now. <laughs> but with my email list, that is building a business asset, right? Something to think about. So um, in summary, the reasons why it is so important for every yoga teacher to have an email list are number one, results. The proof is in the pudding. Remember Nat? She got some good results there. Number two, your emails actually get delivered to the people on your list and then they decide whether they want to open them. On social media, for example, the social media company decides who sees your stuff, even out of your followers, people who said, I want to see their stuff. Number three, you own your email list. So it can't be taken from you. Um, you just download it if you want and move to a different provider if you don't like the provider you're with. And number four, your email list is a real asset. It's building a solid foundation of a real business, right? So if you're going to like adult sometime soon, buy a house or get a loan or do something like that, you want to be focusing on your email list. But heck, you want to be focusing on that before you need to adult because <laughs> it takes a while to build it up. Okay, so if you feel like, all right, all right, all right, you've convinced me, great, I've done my job, I feel happy. I want you to have an email list. I want you to have a really strong email list. I want you to have an engaged email list. So... If you're like, okay, I get it, I hear you, Cora, but you haven't started your email list yet, then I would highly recommend you jump on the zero to 50 challenge. It's a free challenge. It's five days long. It's one email a day. Each email I send you has one idea that will help you get your first 50 subscribers. We had heaps of great results. I should have collated the um, 
the things. Maybe I actually will. I'm going to pause and I'm going to come back with some of the results that our past challenge takers have achieved. All right, I'm back. Thanks for waiting. So uh, I pulled up some of the feedback we got last time we did the challenge. Here it is. Hi, Cora. This is exactly the loving nudge I've needed. So far, it's going well. I've added 17 subscribers to my list in just two days. Thank you so much for this offering, Sarah Peters. That's who said that. All right, the next one is from Chloe Ellis. I had 17 people on my email list before, and now I have 41. Such a great exercise in putting myself out there and getting a supportive response. All right, this one is from Rebecca G. Of 22 invites so far, I already have 10 subscribers, and I was surprised how many people I thought to add to my list. 30 invites seemed daunting at first, but I actually wrote down way more. A quick update, this is like after the fact, of 30 invites, I now have 18 subscribers in less than a day. Yay. (laughs) All right. The next one is from Rachel Lackey. I've done the first two days and I've gotten 24 people so far and lots of nice messages. So that's a good start. Update. After three days, I now have 42. Yay. (laughs) All right. And the, I think that is it. Oh, this one is from Nat, who we heard about. Nat also shared her thoughts um, in a different email that she wrote me. Thank you so much for, for this fantastic challenge, which just landed at exactly the right time for me. Finally plucked the courage to go solo in addition to working for studios. I thought I didn't know 30 people, but I ended up sending 54 personal emails this afternoon and have already received many positive responses. Funny how I immediately doubt myself and think I'm going to be a pain in everyone's ass. And then the responses are along the lines of, heck yes, this is exactly what I need now. In less than two hours, 20 people have asked me to subscribe them and two of those have requested a conversation to partner with their business. All right. So if you want to get results like some of these folks, do the challenge. It's free. Um, you can find it at coragerucom slash email challenge, but I will put a link in the description of this as well. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Business of Teaching Yoga podcast. I will be back next week bringing the goods. Peace out. Hey, thanks so much for listening to another episode of the podcast. If you feel like you got some value out of this show, would you do me a solid and either leave us a review in iTunes? It really, really helps the show reach more people or help us share the show directly. You can just simply take a screenshot of the episode when you're listening on your phone and share it to your stories on Instagram. We would love to get the word out to as many yoga teachers as possible and every single share counts. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week.